When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chad and Zay. Oh, I like it. Here we go. Hour number three on a Monday. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. He picks out a beat, especially for you and me and all of our souls, to start the third hour. Zay, this sounds like something that'd be playing in a bad boys movie when they're like cruising in Miami or something. What, what do we got? Yeah, like the Jamaican part. Kind of, yeah. yeah. It's that Sean Paul. Just give me the light and I start the show. Cause I, like back and I don't know what he'd be saying, but Sean Paul? <laughs> yeah. Jamaican dude. Okay. Oh man. When he came out, he was making hits. A lot of women have twerked to this. So if you can twerk to anything, if you make good twerk music, I'm all for it. That is definitely uh, it's definitely got a vibe to it. I like it. Good beat. Sean Paul getting us started this hour. We hope you're doing well on a Monday. Lots of NBA out there. We've hit both series that are just about done. Historically, it says all the way done. You don't come back from 3-0. Denver will try to finish tonight. Miami tries to finish tomorrow. Only difference is Denver is not on, uh, not at home. They'll have the luxury of Game 5 if they need it, uh, if they want to close that way, and uh, Miami's still at home trying to close in 4. So If LeBron we, comes back and wins four straight games, he's better than Mike. Said it right here. Bam. Oh right here. God. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. I love the weird qualifications. people. The weird like immediacy people need it's so strange. It was like the Brady deal to me that was so weird. We'd go into a Super Bowl, you know, if he wins this one, he's the greatest. Oh, it's so like, much fun. Like, really? Today's the day? <laughs> Today's the difference. It's going to change everything for you. Like, all right, sure. Hey, because this is clearly going to ki- hurt his legacy a little bit. A lot of people are going to go back to this because it's so recent. A lot of people are going back like, I never got swept. This or that. Right. Oh, hey, if he does this. Which it ain't happening, but no. I just love throwing no, it out no. there because the Jordan lovers they can't stand Braun. It's amazing, dude. You're gonna need to have you're gonna need to have Joker and Murray both get hurt in this next first quarter tonight. <laughs> yeah. That may be the only way that happens. Uh, they'll try to close tonight. Seven thirty, ESPN, Denver, and the Lakers. Before we get to a football story, let's hit another NBA headline today. Zay Carmelo Anthony. Announces his retirement after 19 years. Did you watch the video first off? Yes, I did. Okay. What do yeah. you think? Interesting how it shifted to his son. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Um, but it was cool. I mean, Carmelo, one of the greatest to ever do it. You know, one of those guys that never won a ring but was a superstar. And ever get to the finals? No. No? No, because he was always dealing with Kobe as a nugget. And couldn't yeah. beat Kobe, couldn't Good. beat Tim Duncan in them. Good point. And then when well, he went to the East with New York, he couldn't beat Braun in them. But why didn't he just change teams and find a team that was better that he could play with? Isn't that how you do it in, oh, in the man. NBA? Damn, you're taking a shot at my guy KD. I mean, why don't Bron they just and all them? Damn. Yeah, he could have just yeah. they tried. 
when he went to go play for Mari Sotomayor, yeah. they thought that was it. Right. Everybody was thinking, okay, yep. this is going to work. Amari can never stay healthy. Melo not being really a good defensive guy. And plus, LeBron and D-Wade, Chris Bosh, they were a problem every time they matched up. So, yeah, man, I know a lot of Longhorn fans, when they think of Carmelo Ooh, Anthony, they yeah. think of that Final Four where he gave us 31 points. Y'all see those braids, don't you? Short. That's what you see. Yeah. You see that version. I will never forget one of the first plays of the game. He put a move on Royal Ivy because Royal lockup. Yeah. Royal Ivy was a lockup was defender. And he made Royal stumble right off the bat and drilled the three right in his face, right on the wing. And it was brutal. And that just kind of started it up for him. Like, oh, once he once you do certain moves like that on guys, especially when you know they're good defenders. And you have the cockiness and confidence that Carmelo Anthony had as a scorer, even at that young age. Mm-hmm. And you you see that, it just gives you so much confidence to keep eating. Like, oh, this guy can't check me. This guy. And he's 6'4". I'm 6'8". Bad matchup overall. <laughs> it's not a good You're matchup. Right. Like, you know, the horns could do nothing that night. But, yeah, man, Carmelo... I think people are going to remember him for not winning the ring, which is a shame. That's just how we look at the NBA. But, man, the three gold medals, all the scoring titles and stuff. He's a top 10 scorer in NBA history. Melo could could flat out hoop. He could hoop. Just, yeah, man, those Nuggets teams, they couldn't get over the hump, and neither could those Knicks teams. Yeah, the only players in NBA history that scored more points than Melo at this point are LeBron, Kareem, Malone, Kobe, Michael, Dirk, Wilt, and Shaq. Yes. Those are the ones that have scored more points than Carmelo Anthony. Also, wild stats, Zay. Did you see this? Carmelo Anthony played 19 seasons in the NBA, and he only passed the ball 18 times. Did you know that? (laughs) Did you see that stat? That's crazy. (laughs) He is my favorite ball hog of all time. He is my favorite me basketball player of all time. If we could reset the world and make the NBA either a one-on-one or two-on-two league, I think Carmelo Anthony would have 29 titles in 19 years, which would be hard to do. But he is one of the – he's just such a – it's like the things they accused Kobe of, Carmelo was the worst version of it to me. Yeah. Because it just was – the ball never ever seemed to leave him if it showed up. Kobe figured out a way to to distribute at times and get others involved at times, and then he would be selfish when he needed to be. I just never felt like Carmelo figured that part out. Well, Kobe had no choice because Shaq would bust his head open if you didn't get him the ball. (laughs) That too. And Phil Jackson was a way better coach than George Carl. So, like, no he, doubt. That's, no that's doubt. not even close. And, and also, what about Carmelo on the defensive end? And that, too. That's exactly. Right? Kobe will go lock up and get you a couple of steals and have a couple of nasty blocks. Melo, if you go look at YouTube, Melo defensive highlights, it will come <sighs> up unavailable. <laughs> right. It like, just, it, it, not, there won't even be videos. I'll just come up and say, what? Unavailable. We cannot read what you are saying. He did not try on D. And it goes back to when I was talking about Jim Beheim and playing that zone. Yeah, and stuff. He was only That's there for point. one year, right. and somebody was like, "Oh, this is such a bad take." Day, look at all of the players that Jim Beheim had at Syracuse who went to the NBA. Not one of them was a good defender. And yeah. Hakeem Warwick, guys like that, they should have been good defenders. Oh my God, Wesley Hakeem Johnson. Warwick, Hakeem Warwick should have been the defensive player of the year in the league. That body, the, oh, he'd stick his hands yeah. out. And he was touching each side of the arena. Yeah. 
and they could he couldn't become a good defender. Yeah, but he was never taught man. Like in college, you get taught these things. Right. In high school, you don't really because you're so athletic, more athletic than everybody. It doesn't matter. And then in college, you play a zone, so you're not being taught like responsibilities on man to man, which that's all you play in the NBA, except for the Miami Heat at times, which is really giving the Boston Celtics problems in this series when they go the zone. But yeah, man, Carmelo, guys like that, Wesley Johnson, you know, you could name them off. Just they do not come into the league playing defense. No. They just don't. That's true. Uh, so as Zay referenced in the video, Carmelo talks about passing his legacy on to his son. So looks like the kid is... He's a four-star. He's good. Teenager. So he's already in high school? Yeah, he's going to be a junior. Okay. He's about 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Not as athletic as Carmelo was, but... He could shoot it, and yeah. his dad was a pro, so he's getting the best training that you can have. Yeah, we'll keep our eyes on him. Uh, happy retirement to Carmelo Anthony. All right, Zay, let's get into it. This is a list that will piss a lot of people off, I'm sure. Top 75 college quarterbacks of the 2000s uh, on ESPN Plus today. You haven't seen a lot of this. Where do you want to start with this thing? What do you want to know? Let's go top 10, starting at 10. Top 10, starting at 10. Well, that means we will need to start in Waco with Robert Griffin III. He ends up as number 10 on this list, over 10,000 yards passing. Number 9, again, top quarterbacks in college in the 2000s, Marcus Mariota. Whoa. All the way up at 9. Oh. Um, interesting. Over 10,000 yards for him as well. 105 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. That's a nice ratio right there. 105 to 14. He was good, man. Yeah, he really was. Uh, number 8, Lamar Jackson at Louisville. 9,000 passing yards, 57% completion. Obviously uh, ends up with the uh, Heisman as well. Lamar Jackson, number 8. Number 7. Texas A&M slash Oklahoma. God, I hate that they have to say it that way, but it's true. Kyler Murray is number seven on the list. Mm, I don't know. 5,400 yards, 13 rushing touchdowns. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. A Heisman, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what is it? 4,361 yards, rushed for 1,478, and posted 54 combined touchdowns in one year. <laughs> That's pretty silly. Damn. That is 55. silly. Then became the first rounder in another draft. Yeah, then went uh yeah, it was a first round baseball guy and then he went one was it one overall? Yeah, it was number right? one. Pick. One overall? Yeah. yeah. Kingsbury had to have him. That's number six on this list. Num- uh, number f- uh, seven, rather. Number six quarterbacks in the two thousands, Deshaun Watson. No need to massage the stats. Over 10,000 <laughs> passing yards, 90 touchdowns, 32 picks, 1,900 rushing yards, 26 touchdowns. Yeah, and won a national title. Yeah, the national championship, I think that puts him over a lot of those guys that you already named. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the top five, Zay. Number five won a national championship, and at the time, people said it might have been the best team they've ever seen in their lives. Joe Burrow. Ohio State slash LSU, he is number five See, this, on the list. This is where it gets tricky because even though they were great, Kyler Murray and Joe Burrow, really they did their – they just had really good one seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, like Joe Burrow was there the year before, and yeah, Kyler Murray had his A&M career, but it was really just those one seasons at LSU and Oklahoma to where they were the number one picks in the upcoming season of the NFL draft. So – 
Robert Griffin the third. It's like you know. It's interesting. You can get around this by arguing one or the other. You can be arguing full legacy, full time, or you can just say, "Look, for that time period, he was a badass college quarterback." For sure. So that's kind of the the, they they sort of do both sides of it, which brings us to number four. I know this on this list. Number four, college quarterback of the two thousands. Oh, get ready for the eye rolls and the yawns, sir. Tim Tebow. I knew it. <laughs> Tim I knew it. I, Tebow. Straight up, man. I. It's hard to see him at foe because he won the Heisman and a national title. He has two of them things. Now, I know Chris Leak was the main guy in the first one, but he has both. And the way that everybody looked at him as just his aura in college football was different. He, it was different, yeah, man. Yeah, he finished in the Heisman top five three straight years. Yeah, I like I only person that I have in front of him is Vy. That's it. Tebow is number four on this list. Number three, Vince Young. Y'all, they bugging. Vince They're bugging. Young. They're bugging. Number three on this list. They're tripping. Knowing that, would you like to guess who two and one are? Oh my gosh. Two and one. They one of them has a national championship. One of them does not. Yeah, I can't think right now. Just let me know. Number two not only has the natty, he's also got the Heisman, and his name is Cam Newton. Cam at Auburn. Number two on this list. I told you there was going to be some arguments. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Just one season, though. And the number one college quarterback of the 2000s, according to this list, Zay Baker Baker, the touchdown maker, Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma. 14,000 passing yards, 69% completion, 131 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Newton, Young, and Burrow had the best seasons. Mayfield had the best career is the argument What championship? What championship did he here. win? What championship did he win? Right. That don't mean nothing? That don't mean a damn thing, huh? Right. I know. I know. That's where the Cams. Nah, y'all wildin'. Cams wondering with a title and a Heisman. Vince is wondering with a title. It should have been a Heisman. Tim is if you're going to make an argument for full careers and all that was accomplished, couldn't you make an argument for Tebow? Tim was a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield in college. Yes, <laughs> couldn't you? Yes, right? Yes, and had so. more, and had more pressure too. Way more pressure. Pretty wild. And more hatred. Everybody hated Tim Tebow and wanted to see him lose. Baker Mayfield, he brought that upon himself by him being an effing idiot Mm. and like running from the police and stuff. That's why people didn't like him. People didn't like Tim Tebow because he was holy. Like, that's way different. And he was good. People didn't like that part of Tim Tebow. Like, Baker was just crazy as Mm -hmm. hell off the field. So I... Man, this is the, wild. I am hot. That the, is bogus. This is one of those lists that's going to get talked about for a little while. Just in case you want to know if you're a Longhorn or Aggie fan, uh, Johnny Manziel came in at 13 and Colt McCoy's at 12 on this list. Ooh, man. So right there next to each other on this one. So you can go all the way up and down this list randomly, Zay. I'll just give you names like Sam Bradford, Jameis Winston, Andrew Luck, C.J. Stroud, Phillip Rivers, Jalen Hurts, Pat. Pat White, I uh, hadn't thought of Pat White in a while, Kaepernick, Jason White, Troy Smith, Chase Daniel, they're all on this list at one place or another. Yeah, see, I don't know if we're a prisoner of the moment or 
are they counting like the fact that he got drafted number one, Baker Mayfield? I don't know. It's... Yeah, I guess that's a big part of it. But then also, you based on how his career played out, think about it. At the beginning, you get the Texas Tech time where numbers were accumulated. Then he goes to Oklahoma, and they accumulate all kinds of numbers. The one thing that team had to do, his teams had to score because their defenses weren't great. Remember the semifinal against Georgia? Mm-hmm. They scored like a 1,000 points and lost. And he just had to keep piling up points and points and points. So when you go back and look, and all these other guys I was telling you in the top 10 were up over 10,000 yards or right around 9,000 yards or whatever, and Baker's up over 14, it, it makes it stand out. And they're looking at full careers, and he didn't have the natty, but he did have the – if you're just accumulating numbers, he did have an impressive run. I think Tebow having two – one that you could say is for sure his, as him being the for sure starting quarterback and the Heisman should put him over Baker. I think what Vince Young did those two years and beating one of the greatest teams ever, that USC team, that needs to be accounted for. I don't think it is. And the reason why it definitely isn't because Matt Liner should be higher. You didn't even mention him. I have not mentioned – you run. I didn't mention – where did Liner end up? I did not see – So that's disrespectful to Vince right there. If Tre- you don't have Liner up there, you're not respecting him. Trevor Lawrence ele- – 17, Liner. Yeah. Um, 17. I mean, I know those teams were stacked for Pete Carroll and them, but – Here's he needs to be up there more, too. Here's what's ironic. At the end of the Tebow explanation, it says, it's almost impossible to put together a career more complete than that. <laughs> well, then why is he four? What do you, look, I'm not a gator here, but I'm also not a Tim Tebow hater. That kid is flat magic to me, and if you didn't watch him play college football, you're just being petty. It was incredible, and for the discussion you're trying to have here, that is a complete resume. And so if you're going to give Baker that much love, I just don't know how Tim doesn't get equal love. Well, let's look at it at this point. Tim Tebow could use his legs and his arm, even though it didn't translate to the National Football League. Right. What he did on the ground, running guys over, not not being able to stop him at the goal line, and then what he did with his arm, too. Like, Baker wasn't running like that. And I can make that same argument for Cam Newton. He used his feet. He did bright. But if you're going to say one or the other, wouldn't you go Tebow over Cam there? Yeah, it's hard for me. All these, like, really good one-year season guys, it's hard for me to see a lot of them in the top ten, like Kyler, Cam, and Joe Burrow. They deserve to be up in the list, but I want to go through the full 75 because oh man man having at least three seasons under your belt that should mean something yeah it's interesting and i'm i did not read the very beginning of the article to know like what qualifications are they looking at and you know how did they i'm sure they go through that discussion about how do they go how do they balance that out one year versus two badass years versus a four-year starter and he was incredible all the way through there's a lot to to dig through there but Longhorn fans you do get Vince and Colt right up there towards the top of the discussion and if you're a Cowboys fan Dak even squeaks into the back end of this thing at 72 okay Dak come on Prescott <laughs> over 9,300 passing yards I wouldn't have guessed huh. that one that that one I did not remember 70 touchdowns, 23 picks, 41 rushing touchdowns. He was something at Mississippi State now. He was kind of the he was like poor man's Tim Tebow to me at Mississippi State. Yeah. And Mullen was there with him, which kind of explains. Right. Do you it. see like an honorable mention 
No, it's just a straight up seventy five here. It doesn't look like they have like extra guys that bear you know, that just missed or anything like that. Um I'll have to take like a Graham Harrell or something like that. I'll take a little closer look. I didn't see Graham's name on the list. I'll take a closer look at it tonight. I just saw it literally during the show. We we knew we had to get into that one a little bit today. Especially when I saw what the top five was. I said, Well, I need to say that out loud to Zay just to hear the reaction. People <sighs> around these parts, people in Longhorn Country. Now the Lake Travis folks might really enjoy that Baker got number one, but I don't think the Longhorn... Chris Bennett's already sent, Baker number one is a joke. <laughs> it's a total joke. What are you talking about? Sometimes people think the number one can invalidate your list. I wouldn't make that argument. I think Baker does need to be top ten. Absolutely. Yes, yes he's top and ten. probably yes. top five. I just don't know if he needs to be one. I'm not sure if he needs to be one if we're going to you know, weigh, you know, weigh it all out because there's an argument for resume... And then there's an argument for what your eyeballs tell you. And that's two different things sometimes. Sure. So you're trying to figure all that out. So yeah. go, have, go have some fun with that one. If you're a college football fan, it will at least get you energized for the season to come. Get you talking with your buddies about college quarterbacks. Yeah, what Vince, Tim Tebow, and Cam Newton could do with their legs, Baker can't even come close to that. Right. Yeah, right. If you're going to throw in the full, the full toolbox that was available – yeah, and then the I know I hate to be this guy. I am not always a ring collector when it comes to being a sports fan. No. But come on, Vince has one, Cam's got one, Tim's got two, and Baker doesn't have any. Zero. I'm just saying. Donut winning means something. I'm just saying. Heisman's are cool. I get that. I get that. Yeah, and they're they're giving those Lincoln Riley defenses way too much credit for how bad they were. Like you made a great point when you write Baker and those Sooner teams, they were just outscoring a lot of people. And yeah, I, wow. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. I don't well, think that person should be fired. Whoever made this, I feel like it was a collective group. Y'all trying to can everybody down in the four letter network, no? Nah, but yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. How about this? This is just one for the everybody to discuss. These three in order. Mac Jones at 38, Stetson Bennett at 37, and Ken Dorsey at 36. They're arguing that Stetson Bennett is slightly better than Mac Jones. Is everybody good with that? I'm good with that. Good with that? I'm good with that. Yeah, Stet- college career, yes. Stetson does have the natty. It's not bad. 65% completion rate. Yeah, y'all saw. I've seen Stetson Bennett recently at Los Angeles Rams camp, mini camp, rookie camp, whatever. He's slinging that rock. Yeah? He's slinging that rock. It's not too shabby. It had uh, McVeigh going crazy. Here's a good stat. In four career CFP games, Stetson threw for 1,239 yards and 12 touchdowns. Not bad for a former walk-on. Yeah. That's a good stat. That's a good stat. Good stat. All right, check that out. ESPN Plus, if you have the access, you can check out that top 75. Up next, why today matters. Yesterday featured a couple of massive birthdays we have to hit. One in sports and one in music. Don't move. It's the horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For cover, cover, cover.
Chad and Zay. <laughs> wow. All right. Fair enough. This sounds kind of new, say. This sounds new or newish. No, it's not. It's not new? Not at all. Really? Probably 20 years old. Wow. Um, should I know it? Kind of. Kind of. Not too many women rappers out there, so just go through the list and see what you can come up with. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um... Yeah, it pop sounds that, too pop that yeah. jiggle that fat. It sounds too dirty to be Missy Elliott. Oh, do not underestimate. Is it Missy? Misdemeanor. Is it? It is. Good. That's awesome. I thought she didn't get. I thought she didn't head down the the, the on the dirty side. Am no, I wrong? Does. She does. Very wrong. Yeah. All right. Very. Oh, good. Good to know. Missy Elliott. Okay. So this is. Is this number one for you, female rappers ever? Um. Yeah. Yeah, she's my favorite. Okay. Yeah, it's good. What's it called? Pass That Dutch. Pass That Dutch. Uh, Missy Elliott, The Temptations, Kenny Burke, Dire Straits, Huey Lewis in the News. We had the Sean Paul beat to start the hour. A lot of good stuff today on a Monday. That top 75 college quarterbacks of of the 2000s list has got folks fired up. And uh, (laughs) you can go check that one out at ESPN+. Just get hammered. Or whatever it is you do with a bunch of your college football buddies and start going over that list at any point. Just pick like three names at any point, and you will have a ball going over that. Here's three random ones. Brad Banks, David Carr, and Dan LaFever. David? There you go. Yo, just because you're a number one pick like doesn't necessarily mean you have to make this list. I know. But like, was he that cold at Fresno State? They point out almost seventy five hundred yards, sixty three percent completions, uh, sixty five touchdowns, twenty two picks, nine rushing touchdowns. I like how they in put, that conference though. I like how they give him credit for nine rushing touchdowns. Yeah, like that's putting me over the top with David Carr. All right, now you convince me. Now he's in nine rushing touchdowns. I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> oh, I'm telling man. you, I'm going to spend most of tonight this randomly going over this list it's absolutely crazy all right uh we've got not only ball don't lie coming up with rod and hard you got soccer matters tonight at seven with glenn davis remember texas baseball is a weird start time you're going to need to get a lunch excuse wednesday at 12 30 and now all the longhorn baseball games till the end will be on 104.9 so 12.30, hopefully 12.15 on the pregame, but that first game could go a little long. So if we need to, we'll do a little show for you on Wednesday, but we are going to get a lot of the show cut off for Longhorn Baseball. We'll be glad to get out of the way for those Big 12 Conference champions. Somebody was asking earlier about how that tiebreaker works. Real quick, pretty simple. Texas beat West Virginia, West Virginia beat Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State beat Texas. They all ended up with the same record, but so they all get a trophy, but Texas swept West Virginia, and those other two series were two out of three. So because of the sweep, Texas gets the one seed in the tournament. We'll take it. There it is. That's how that tiebreaker works, as I understand it. All right, let's go to why today matters. We got some big dogs with birthdays yesterday. We can't miss them. Here we go.
Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, uh, so let's start with the musical birthday from yesterday. Biggie would have been 51, the notorious B.I.G. Of course, died back in 1997, and Zay, for a lot of folks, he is the greatest to ever do it yeah absolutely just his flow and his style his confidence in being the bigger darker skinned brother he used that and he put that in his rhymes and out the fact that he made it flow together is one of the most amazing things i think in hip-hop history because again you look at him and you'd be like oh ain't no way he could be a sex symbol and somehow he was mm-hmm. with like songs that we played last week baby i got the hookup girl you didn't know just all the catchiness and yeah man he was a genius and he was so young people forget he died at 24 years old and God, yeah just so bringing sad. little kim on and him and biggie's or excuse me him and puffy's chemistry was unmatched yeah just such a sad story and yeah continuing to rest in peace and i like a lot of young generation z type people are getting into them now more that weren't really schooled on them like you and i so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool and this music will always live so uh, this comparison never hit me till now, but if you think about it, he was kind of Lizzo before Lizzo in terms of the image thing. Yeah. B- the, he was carrying around a frame that you weren't supposed to be a badass in to some people, and he reclaimed it and said, no, this is what I am. Yeah. This is who I am. Yeah, Heavy D was around doing this thing, but it Heavy was D? different rap. Yeah, that's like true. Heavy D Heavy was D. more like, oh, I'm fun, loving type let's go to the club biggie gave you everything he and, gave you the club hits he yeah. gave you the emotional stuff the deep stuff where you're going back to brooklyn where he was selling crack and then he'll give you like the jams for the ladies like he hit everything yeah yeah there was an idea that you couldn't you couldn't weigh a certain amount and be a sex symbol rapper and he said nope and then now the years and years later Liz, lizzo yeah. said nope is yeah, that, like Biggie, 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 can't you see? That's a yeah. sex symbol anthem. It is. Yeah, it's a great song. That one, that's hypnotized, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good Having stuff. the ladies sing that hook, man. <sighs> yeah. Genius. Genius. Great stuff. Rest in peace to the great notorious B.I.G. Also yesterday, how about these two sharing a birthday? Yesterday was Ricky Williams' 46th birthday. He may not be... The greatest Texas running back ever. Maybe for a lot of you that is Earl Campbell, but certainly he is in that discussion. He is one of those uh, one of those statue guys over there and one of the Heisman winners, and he's one of the best my eyes have ever seen, Zay. I didn't get a chance to see Earl play college football. In terms of college running backs, there aren't a whole lot I, I think I can put ahead of Ricky. Yeah, how could you? I mean, the guy was an absolute star. Shout out to Bucky Gobble for helping them come from San Diego all the way down mm-hmm. to Texas. Like, that was huge just to get that recruit. Like, he wanted to go to San Diego State. He wanted to stay home. And somehow, Bucky and those guys got him down here, and the rest was history. So, yeah, man, just an absolute legend. We know about the NFL career, which he got done wrong, especially with how all everybody's using chronic now. Adam Silver's not drug-testing people. I don't think Roger Goodell is mm-hmm. either. Like, that's so infuriating to an extension. It's just like, think about what Ricky's career could have been like he just he's a trendsetter in that light to saying that hey it helps me being a running back probably the most grueling position in all of sports in that time where you were getting the ball 30 times a game I need something that helps me relax and he found that and they made it so negative back then and now 
I think he's benefiting mm-hmm. off of the rewards that he should benefit from how we look at marijuana nowadays. And, yeah, he's, he's even more of a legend than when he was a player, to be honest, yeah, to he, a lot of people. He also made, with that, that T-shirt they made with the Heisman, with the dreads, he also he kind of retweaked some Texas old head Texas fan brains to about – and he did it with Mac Brown too. What could look cool? What was acceptable? The dread thing was like a big deal. When yeah, because when thought, he showed up, it was thought of as some kind thug. of hor- right. He's, this dude's a thug. Oh my god! Yeah. We, we can't. You can't mm-hmm. have that hairstyle. Uh-huh. What are you doing? Yeah. Ricky helped to reset that idea. And now, ask yourself: Say the last five years, how many Texas football players have dreads, braids? Oh, Jordan Woods and his dreads go all the way down. To different the, hairstyles. Back, right? Yeah. By the way, he was at the Mark Henry event looking very sharp. Oh, yeah. Jordan looking very sharp. Went into fly, dude. There was a group of Texas Longhorns, uh, current Texas Longhorns there. They all looked incredible, and it was cool to see them at the, at the event on Friday. But, uh, yeah, happy birthday to Ricky. Uh, he's also on that list of dudes that made, made y'all's uniform look pretty damn good, Jay. Ricky and rocking that, well, whatever, the 3-4, the 3-7, the, the, the 11. 11. That dude. Wow. Impressive. Yeah, yeah with the visor. Yeah, yeah he right. Was fly. With that dark visor, <laughs> he was especially. Fly. He was fly, the other, man. The other thing is, I'll still challenge you. Go find me a highlight of Ricky Williams with the football running at the five-yard line where he gets dragged to the ground before the, yeah. the end zone. Yeah. Please find it because that dude could fall for five to six yards better than just about anybody I ever saw. And the tape cleats was cool, too. Yeah. Like, that was fly. Just it everything about him was sharp. He was cool, man. And, yeah, you talk about hard to get him down, man. I was that win. Think about the day he had. You remember that? You know you remember that. It was a rough, uh, no. hey, hey, rough, day, that. rough day trying to deal with Ricky. <laughs> yeah. And they needed every bit of it. That uh-huh. was Because that, that was a strange game there. That game should never have been close. I thought Ricky and Texas were just going to stomp through that one in a way. But you got to remember, that was 98. The Aggies were going to – play for and win the Big 12 title. That's the year they upset K-State. Mm-hmm. So A&M was really good. A&M was like six, I think, going into that game. Six in the country. Damn. So Texas needed every bit of what Ricky gave them that day to beat that team. But you're right. That was that win. That was a pretty damn good Aggie defense. Good team. And Ricky, man, whew, he went after him that day. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've never heard Dat talk at length about playing against Ricky and what that was like. That had to be... Whew, that'd be a different day. My sleepless nights in College Station. When he's coming at you around the edge, mm-hmm. that has got to be difficult. Happy birthday to Ricky, 46 years old, yesterday. All right, uh, before we get out of here, we'll get you stems and seeds. It is Eastern, excuse me, Western Conference Finals, maybe the end of the Western Conference Finals tonight. Zay and I will tell you if we think Denver is going to close that door, plus a couple other things for you before we get out of here. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, don't edit the man. Well, we do need jobs, but, you know, it is Biggie after all. Biggie had a birthday yesterday. Shout out to the memory of the great notorious B.I.G. 51 is what he would have been yesterday. What would he have been like at 51? If he makes it to 51, Zay, what kind of guy is Biggie? Is he still putting out records at 51? Oh, yeah, still putting out records. Jay-Z wouldn't be as big. A lot of guys wouldn't be. What would have been his other thing if he branches off into something else? Close. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Clothes for bigger fellas. He would have had like the he he would have had like a big and tall store. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Bad boy would have had their own big and tall. Yeah. Section and, and stuff. And yeah. we'd see Puffy even more than we do now. Through, I don't through, think I don't through think the years that's possible. Through the years, he would have been even more even more out there. I he we would have still saw Puffy. <laughs> Talk about an entrepreneur. We would have saw him no matter what. That is true. That is true. All right, Biggie rounds it out uh, day after uh, what would have been his fifty first birthday. Missy Elliott, The Temps, Kenny Burke, Dire Straits, Huey Lewis, and the News had the Sean Paul beat to start the hour. We hope you're having a good Monday. We had that crazy list of quarterbacks from ESPN earlier. The top seven. College quarterbacks of the 2000s. Baker Mayfield is number one. Texas fans, Vince is hanging at three. Auburn fans, Cam Newton's at two. And um, also for you, Texas fans, Colt was at 12. Aggie fans, Johnny Manziel at 13. Baylor fans, RG3 at 10 on that list. So you can go check it out and argue with your friends. Before we get out of here, let's go stems and seeds. See what else we got. No stress, no no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Zay, Denver and the Lakers, do you like LeBron and AD to put up some kind of fight here, or do you think Denver sweeps? Oh, man, that's a damn shame, but yeah, Nuggets sweep tonight, which is, again, it's sad because this Lakers team... Maybe their championship in their mind was beating the Warriors because it took a lot out of them to do that. And then coming into this series, they've just been manhandled in every single way. Darvin Ham hasn't made the best decisions. And, you know, LeBron, good and old. Anthony Davis being exhausted, trying to guard Jokic. And then the other guys, D'Angelo Russell's been trash. Rui Hachimura's been all right, but... Got to give the Nuggets credit. Jamal Murray's an absolute dog. Aaron Gordon's defense has been good on Braun. Nikola Jokic is playing like a two-time MVP that is mad that he didn't win his third MVP. Nuggets take care of it tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, there's fight in the Lakers at times, certainly more fight than what Boston's putting up. But you nailed it earlier. The out-coaching in these two series is what's really showing up for me through three games. I trust Malone to deal with anything the Lakers have come up with. Any little run, any energy in the building tonight, whatever. He knows how to stop it. He stops it. He squashes it. He sicks Jamal Murray on it, or he sends Joker to the problem, and I, I think they're going to sweep. I mean, he, he and that team are just flat out better, and I think they'll prove it tonight. They're able to play small at times. When Nikola Jokic went out the game in foul trouble, they were able to bring Aaron Gordon and put him at the five, along with Bruce Brown, Jamal Murray, Jeff Green, and uh, Michael Porter Jr., and they were good. They were really good on the court together because they spread the floor and so much attention is being drawn to Jamal Murray. You forget about Bruce Brown. You forget about Michael Porter Jr., who have been knocked down shooters the whole entire series, and the Lakers, they did not see all that coming. One of the things I love about the NBA is when you get if you get through the playoffs and you really do feel like there are two teams playing incredibly well and we get to see them in the finals. And it feels like we're just headed towards that. Maybe they won't be both sweeps, but his history says they'll play each other. If you don't want to see this Jamal Murray play this Jimmy Butler, I do not know what to tell you. Yeah, you and, don't like basketball very much. And you said it earlier. If you don't want to see the freakiness of Nikola Jokic take on the freakiness of Bam Adebayo, 
You probably don't. You need to find something else to watch. This is silly basketball theater coming up with those two and the history of both. One trying to get their first title ever. The other trying to get just another little bit of a, not a dynasty, that's not what you'd call it, but just another little bit of a of a legacy of here's one kind of Miami champion, here's another kind of Miami champion, and here's our new blue-collar, don't-mess-with-us Miami champion. Yeah, and people forget this team has history with one another. In recent years, Nikola Jokic took out one of the Morris twins that isn't on the Heat anymore, hmm. but took him out. It was a dirty-ass move. Oh, I forgot and that. And it caused a little riff, and Jimmy Butler was chirping at Jokic, and they were chirping back. So they remember that. As petty as both teams are, especially the Miami Heat, they remember that, and they're going to use it as fuel once they get to the finals. And it's Malone against Bolstra. Yeah, he's petty, too. Mike Malone's very petty. Both these coaches have figured out how to keep the chip on the shoulder and make their guys think that they're not being respected. They're both going to say it. They may both sweep and then go, you know, nobody respects this right now. You just swept the conference finals. What are you doing? Yo, Boston Celtics, y'all might as well go out and party tonight. Go out, enjoy South Beach because it's over. South Beach is fun. Get some Cuban food, a Cabano, you know, with a little extra pickles, whatever you like, mustard, because it's over. Might as well enjoy yourself. Somehow I think tomorrow and where are we at in society, you're going to have a story about which Celtics got caught out on <laughs> South Beach last night. I got a feeling. Coming up, Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge. Soccer matters at 7 and that NBA game cranks up at 7.30. We'll be back tomorrow for a Tuesday show, including a really interesting conversation at 12.30 with Kelly Burris of Cordell and Cordell. We're going to talk guys and divorces and fathers and divorces and other stuff tomorrow. See ya!